Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Wisdom's Echo. This is a daily podcast brought to you exclusively by Origin Gate. My name is Elijah Ward, and it is my joy to share with you an insight of the day. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And in the womb of creation's beginning, prior to the thundering voice that literally desired the worlds into existence, there were the thoughts of God, the electric ecstasy that inspired the vocal ignition of the cosmos was holding precious thoughts within himself, thoughts about the creative design of our world and thoughts about ecosystems and the ecological symbiosis of nature, thoughts about towering mountains, and and thoughts about the ocean's depth, and, and likely the most inspiring thoughts of all were the thoughts about you and the thoughts about me. Um, thoughts about our name, our features, our passions, our talents, thoughts about family, and ultimately his dream of communion with the human race. The thought realm of God is a beautiful place wherein we observe and we inhabit unwritten truths and enjoy the marriage journey of spiritual adventure with Yahweh. It really is not about just going in because we're curious. It's about pursuing his heart with insatiable love until we inhabit the place beyond the scripture, um, beyond the earthly record, beyond vocal wave patterns, the place, the location of his thoughts. And, you know, as I meditate on this, I consider these things. Thoughts are relatively hidden, but they're not invisible because we can see. Thoughts are concealed, but they're not entirely abstract because they produce what we can touch. But knowing someone's thought requires something more than just surface level engagement. Thoughts are revealed to those who are joined in romance. Literally, intimacy establishes the invitation to see someone's thought life. Just ask any married couple. You know, my wife and I, we can look at each other and almost converse with our eyes. And you know, David knew this pretty well too. In Psalm 139, he said this, How precious to me are your thoughts and how vast is the sum of them. So beyond what God spoke, David is saying that even his unspoken spiritual transmission and thought frequency was precious to him. David had a trans-dimensional invitation to inhabit the thought realm of God. It wasn't because he was perfect. It wasn't because he was infallible in his pursuit of Yahweh, it wasn't even because he naturally understood everything within the mind of God, because we don't. But nevertheless, he had a seat within the heart of the Father that was deeper than the surface level communication of his word. It was a state of entangled thought life that was the result of union with God. And you know, I personally want to remain 
in that place. You know, when we set our hearts to live beyond just this place where things make natural sense, beyond this place um, of, of any logical arrangement, beyond where we feel this responsibility to naturally collapse the content of our engagement into comprehensible terms and really even into communicable terms. This, when we inhabit that place, really is where we begin our journey into that single most important place that we could ever exist. And it's in the state of absolute union with God, union of heart union of mind, union of spirit being, where we sit inseparably joined with him. Nothing could come between us, where we sit forever fused into the eternal dance of father, son, and ghost. Yes, we can go that deep. It's possible. Yes, we can be that one with him. Yeshua purchased this reality for us with a very precious offering, and it was his life, his blood. I I love to say, uh, and I say it often, that there is no good reality outside the purchasing power of the blood of Yeshua. We just have to start with faith. We have to go further than religion has allowed us to go. It, It starts with faith to simply choose. But even beyond that, as we go in, this, this, this life within the thought realm of God is about even more than just faith. It's faith multiplied. It's faith compounded. And it's this, it's a spiritual technology called knowing. This, a place where we know the depths of him and he knows the depths of us, where our deep cries out unto his deep, where we know his will, where we know his desire, where we know his design. And from that place of knowing, we can live and move and have our being in him. And so, uh, you know, one evidence of, of access into this place of the thought realm of God, as I've been meditating on this, um, you know, I've found that there's a newness of language that comes with it. When we fully embrace this place, there's an inability to continue speaking with the same religious catechisms that we were raised repeating. Now, I want to read for you from Scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 6 through 13, really quick. And it says this, Yet among the mature we do impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away. But we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the Spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us. 
by God. And we impart this in words, not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. And so in this passage, it's really coming from a chapter where Paul is frustrated while he's teaching that from the location of that thought realm, of that substance of God's thoughts, we must not speak a natural, but rather a supernatural or a spiritual language. And we can't interpret spiritual truths to those who lack spiritual language and really those who ultimately lack the freedom of spiritual adventure. He says in the chapter before that to the Jews, this is an offense. And to the Greeks, it's just nonsense. It's folly is what he says. Yet we must continue on in digesting spiritual meat and leave behind the practice of continuing to ingest over and over again spiritual milk. We must mature. See, this is Yahweh's heart and this really is the purpose for which we should be engaging the thought realm of Yahweh and it's to mature us into the place of completely unencumbered engagement with Yahweh, where religion and its voice no longer have any ability to dictate the the context of our reality in relation to Him. It's the place where we are one. So, I say to you, listeners from around the world, I say, welcome to the thought realm of God. So let's just become obsessed. It's okay to be obsessed. That word has a negative connotation in the culture of society, but I don't care. Let's become obsessed with the mind of God. See, humans obsess over so many worthless things. Why don't we be a people who obsess over the treasure of His heart's meditation of the mind of Christ, not just what he says, but even those things that he doesn't say, knowing his thoughts, knowing how he thinks, this is what will really unlock the possibilities of tomorrow and and really enable the sons to lay hold of those cosmic keys to the transformation of our world. You know, even Albert Einstein um, caught on to this when he confessed. um, He said, I want to know God's thoughts in a mathematical way. How awesome is that? Amen. So welcome everyone to the thought realm of God. So I just want to thank you for tuning into this podcast. I pray that this reality of the thought realm of God would encompass you with incredible joy and with overwhelming revelation. And I declare to you today, grace immeasurable and transcendent peace from the heart of my eternally seated King. Shalom.